Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast about leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. I'm Cindy Massengill. And I'm Ralph Simone. And we are super excited for this podcast today. We're doing something a little bit different. We had the idea of offering some advice or just a perspective on leadership based on a quote from a fortune cookie. And Ralph is going to share where we came up with this idea. Well, I'm always looking for fun at the dinner table. And we had takeout, Chinese takeout when when both of my uh, children were home. And I said, let's play a little game at the end. Let's read our fortunes and I'll tie it to some leadership development (laughs) philosophy. (laughs) My daughter rolled her eyes and my son said, of course you will, dad. But, But it was actually pretty fun. And what we netted out to is there's pretty good words of wisdom in a little short phrase. Everything is material. So we thought we would do it real time, live. Absolutely. And our only, the only ground rule we're putting on ourselves is we have to respond to anything you open. There's no, we don't like that one. So go to another one. We're going to open it and whatever it says, we're going to speak to it. Exactly. So we, so we're a little nervous and, and, you know, and I don't want to eat any, so we'll have to be careful. There was no planning for this. That's what I like. I couldn't prepare really. So, So this is testing your adaptability. Are we ready? I'm ready. Well, that one broke nicely. Didn't make a mess on my uh, my desk here. All right. Here's the first one. Smile and rejoice. Fortune is smiling on you. Mm. Yeah, maybe we'll rescind our initial ground rule. No. No way. I got I got two things already. Perfect. Take it away. I got two things. You'll come up with something. I hope so. You know, the first thing that came to mind was when we first started last year doing a lot of our work by Zoom or, you know, virtually whatever platform we were using. I remember really early on, all of a sudden I realized I could see myself all the time. And were you surprised at your facial expressions and what you really look like? Like even now, as we're doing this podcast, I keep looking at myself and I smile like I want to smile because it was a really great lesson in how our body language, our facial expressions really are such a a part of our the way that we communicate. Absolutely. And I think we can tie it to emotional intelligence. Emotions are contagious. Smiling is contagious. And then if we look at it from being more self-aware, when we see ourselves on the zoom we can kind of see how you know do we really look engaged or what type of environment are we creating not just with what we say but how our nonverbals show up and yeah. i remember doing a coaching meeting when we first started using the virtual platform and somebody said something and i remember my reaction was really and i caught myself i saw myself on the screen and i was not happy with my facial expression, I said, wait a second, I need to do that one over because that is not the message that I meant to communicate. And so as leaders, you're on stage, people are watching you, make sure that the message that you want to deliver is being delivered by your facial expression, your body language. And I think there's a second part to this one. When we smile and rejoice, fortune is smiling on you. And I think that's a little bit tied to being grateful in gratitude journaling, in like 
attracting like energy. Mm -hmm. And so again, we get back to the emotional contagion as leaders, as employees, the emotions that we take on become contagious in the organization. So we might as well make them positive and grateful as opposed to negative and ungrateful. How about this for a a netting out of the recommendation from this little piece of fortune cookie? Smile, just smile, just smile and smile more often. I think it says it get less wrinkles, maybe more wrinkles. I can't sure which, but it smile and and, uh, the world smiles on you. So smile more today and notice your demeanor when interacting with individuals or groups. I think that's really, really important. Whether you're on Zoom, on a phone call, or mask to mask, pay attention to your demeanor. That was our first one. How did you feel about that one? I, I, good. I think uh, I didn't eat it. So let's uh, let's look I at number it. two. I liked it. Let's do another Let's look at number two. I was a little thrown off at the beginning. I'm glad you went first. You can hear the authenticity of me opening these up. Oh, this one made a mess. That one made a mess. I could tell. That was beautiful. (laughs) You opened that one differently than the first one. Yeah, and that is carefully. Look up an old friend if you're feeling down. I'll repeat it. Look up an old friend if you're feeling down. I got something. Good. You're quick today. Go ahead. I don't know why. I don't usually I'm not good like this. I'm no, like, this no. See, that's a limiting belief. Tell yourself a different story. You're quick. <laughs> You're quick every day. Well, there you go. Look up an old friend. It reminds me of mentors and the value that mentors have on us in our development, personally and professionally. As we move forward in our careers, sometimes we forget about the ones who really shaped us. And sometimes we don't even know how much they shaped us until years later. So when you read that fortune cookie, the first thing I thought of was, I was instantly reminded and very grateful for all the mentors that I've had in my career and how they've shaped me and the value that they bring to how we lead. I'm looking at my planning pad, it's on my desk, and one of the four dimensions of energy renewal is social and emotional. And social is connection to key relationships. In this idea of you know, reaching out to someone you haven't talked to in a long time, not only is that good for them, it's good for you. When I used to teach the seven habits of highly effective people, we used to encourage people to that night reach out to someone who was close to them that they hadn't talked to in a long time. And without exception, uh, including the the facilitators, when we did it, we always felt better. It was re-energizing. It requires a little more energy to do when you're feeling down, but it will more than pay for itself based on the energy that you get back just from that connection with an old friend. You know, there's two things that people sacrifice And the two things that are most important when they're feeling stressed or under pressure or just overloaded or whatever, one is exercise and two is the connections with the people that actually fuel them. I have a friend who talks about her high vibe tribe, Mm. the people in there in your life that really give you energy. And that's what I was reminded of when you talked about the impact it has when we reach out to people who mean so much to us. I love that. So don't wait. As soon as you're done listening to this podcast, 
reach out to someone who is meaningful in your life that you have not spoken with in a while and just allow the magic to happen. That's excellent. That's great. I'd say we're two for two, Ralph. I like this. I like no, I, I like your self-assessment. So let's go with it. Two for two. <laughs> let's go for number three. And I'm, I'm, I've only eaten one so far. So that's pretty good. All right. Here we go. I, I always have the wrong side up for some reason. <laughs> A pleasant surprise is in store for you. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, may have stumped her. <laughs> may have stumped her so let's talk about what that means to us I yeah, so, oh you got some good good because <laughs> i was stalling go ahead so first of all for the record and no one will be surprised by this statement i don't like surprises <gasps> are you surprised by that <laughs> i i was having to take a drink i was so of water. Of course, I was so surprised. <laughs> I don't like surprises. And the funny thing is, we face them every day. And this fortune reminds me of how surprises can be really good. And they're inevitable. And we as leaders are faced with a lot of things that just come up out of the blue. We're in the people business as leaders. And there's a big human component to the work that we do and involved in that are just lots of surprises and different things that come up. And it teaches us how to be adaptable and flexible. I was thinking of two things around this. When you uh, set a goal or an intention, ask for this or something better, and the something better is allow for the surprise better than what you were expecting to pop up. Mm -hmm. which means you've got to have a little bit of space, right? To allow these things. Don't be so fixed on what you're trying to achieve that there is no room for these pleasant surprises. And, you know, I think that also from a leadership perspective, believe that you will be pleasantly surprised by the performance of your people when you allow them more room to operate allow them to surprise you, allow them to delight you just by giving them a little more runway. Don't you think sometimes we just, in the roles that we're in, we think that one of our roles is to create more certainty when actually that's really hurting our people. Creating the conditions for people to get used to dealing with surprises and new opportunities is almost a better way to go. We lose adaptability by not teaching people how to go with the flow, have a plan, but be able to adapt to what comes up. And that builds resilience. And I think that builds an engaged organization that takes more initiative, actually. So how about this as a, a small takeaway or piece of advice from this fortune is go out and do something spontaneous or... Think about something that you're feeling a little resistant to and maybe consider trying it differently or consider a different way of thinking. Yeah, or block some time out, but don't put anything in it and just see what comes up, right? Allow exactly. yourself to be surprised. I love it. I love it. So we talked about doing three to five. You want to do one more? I'm in. 
Let's do one more. I'm going to go deeper into the bag. Under the illusion that I have some control over what I'm, we're about to read based on where in the bag I picked it out. I have a feeling this one's going to be the best one. Well, <laughs> um, I hope you're right. A billionaire's joke is always funny. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, Can um, you read it again, please, Alex? I could. I'd like to change the words. A billionaire's joke is always funny. I'm not sure. Well, I tell you what. Well, you know, what I was going to say about that is I think we'll toss it out. But prior to tossing it out, I would say that why? That's inauthentic. And, you know, one of the things that we think most of our organizations could use a little bit more of is authentic leadership, saying what you mean and meaning what you say. And if if something is not funny, regardless of who says it, I think that is perhaps a piece of advice in a fortune cookie that could lead us astray, that could lead us to be less than authentic in our leadership and therefore not creating the connections that we need to create with the people that we work and that follow us. We've been talking with our clients about what we call missing conversations. You know, those conversations that just don't happen because we're afraid of hurting someone's feelings, stepping across a boundary, afraid of what the result will be, not sure how to have it, whatever. There aren't enough of those difficult, crucial, call them fierce, missing conversations happening. And as leaders, isn't that really our responsibility to have the conversations that really matter most? And sometimes they're hard. Sure they are. And it's being more honest at the risk of offending some salespeople. I think sometimes people try to be too salesy in their leadership. They want to say what's popular. They want to kind of make everybody happy and everybody comfortable. I don't think that's what we're called to do as leaders. Sometimes we have to put the information in play that makes people uncomfortable, mm -hmm. perhaps unhappy, but it focuses our attention and energy on what needs to change in the organization. So I think it would be good to laugh at a billionaire's joke when it is funny, yeah. <laughs> but, but perhaps help them make it funnier when it's not. Very good. Very good. I love that advice. Let's do one more. One more. All right, we're going deep into the pile and actually get, get us what I was expecting. So now I'll go a little thin to win. Oh, this one broke up nicely. Efficiency is doing better than what is already being done. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so you know I love that because I love efficiency. But, you know, sometimes don't we focus too much on efficiency and not enough on the people and the relationship part of our job as leaders? Efficiency is great. Performance is great. Measuring metrics is great. But don't lose sight of what also is important, the people, the relationship, taking care of the employees, you know, stuff like that. That's what came to mind for me. Efficiency has its place. 
We need and can be efficient with things, but we are effective with people. And I think that's the distinction that you were making. And I think from a leadership perspective, we need to be able to embrace both of those things. It's not one or the other. And as you pointed out, we had a blog that one of our partners wrote a long time ago. It's not the speed, it's the direction. It's actually both. It is both the speed and the direction. And I think the more that we can help leaders in teams and organizations think in terms of both and efficiency and effectiveness, task and relationship, they will design systems that will sustain performance over time. What's one piece of advice for this one? Don't think either or. Don't think of efficiency or effectiveness. Think of both at the same time. Love it. That was really fun, Ralph. I love doing these fortune cookies. What do you say we do that again? I think we should. And and one of the reasons I think we should, not only because it was fun, but because we experimented with something that we've never done before with no idea on how it was going to turn out. And that is something that we nudge our clients to do. Great. So we invite all of our listeners, please come back and listen to another episode of our Fortune Cookie Leadership Podcast. And also come back for more episodes of our podcast, including the Driving Leadership Series with our partner, Bill Berthel, where he has conversations with leaders from our local community, demystifying leadership and hearing their stories and what really drives them to lead. 